find out what's making you sick and how to heal. Anthony William is the medical medium. Hello, I'm Anthony William, and you're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week I talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else at all, and is decades ahead of what's out there now, and years and years and years past that even, with so many different things that we talk about here. As I've always said, who has 10 or 20, 30 years to wait for answers I mean, look, I've seen people just get a hurt knee for a month, and, and it, was, it was the end of the world for them, the end of the world. You know, and um, I see, I mean, I've seen that a lot. I've seen it a lot. I told you about a friend who sprained an ankle and, um, you know, hurt his ankle and just was like, I got to do things. I got to, I, I can't be, I can't be, you know, held down. I can't be held back. I said, oh my God. I, I understand that. I, I get it. I get it 100%. But what about if somebody's, somebody is, is, is held back for, Years, you know, weeks, months, they're suffering with chronic illness, different varieties of chronic, different things, different symptoms, everything we talk about on the show and everything, you know, people know somebody who's been suffering to some degree or struggling or or just, you know, look, you know, I mean, look, it's like people have to push through. They have to push through and that's hard. It's hard to do. You know, someone was telling me about a commercial they saw um, someone was saying, Hey, I saw this commercial. You would think this is funny. I said, well, what is it? I, I, what's, what are you talking about? And they said, well, it's a, it's a drug commercial. And, and, you know, and everybody, everybody's holding a, a smiley face on a stick. So they got the stick and there's a cardboard cutout and there's a smiley face there and they're depressed. They're depressed. So they have to push through and they have to pretend to be happy. So they, they don't even have it in them to pretend to be happy at the workplace or at office or at home or whatever. So they take the stick and they put it in front of them. They take the cardboard cutout and they put it in front of their face and it's got a smiley face on there so that when they're talking to people, people just talk to the smiley face. And yeah, it, it, it's that hard. It's that hard. And and then and, and that's depression. But if someone has anything going on, anything going on, it's hard to push through. It just is. It's not easy to do it with a smile. It's not easy to do it with a smile. So, yeah, so we need answers, and we have to do this. So this is the only health show anywhere, okay? There's no other show that has this where the information here doesn't have an agenda behind it with medical interest groups and medical funding with strings attached throughout the years with the information that's that's misguided and, and not truthful out there, the theories, the botched research, you know, the thumb on the scale, because all this funding goes into something. So there better be something that comes out of it, whether it's right or wrong or good or bad. There better be something that comes out of it in our hands to account for the $50 million that went into it, the $500 million that went into it, medical lobbyists, kickbacks, internal kickbacks everywhere persuaded belief systems that's tricky because you get a group of people that work for a cause their belief system is completely persuaded and you can't break it you can't break it it can't be broken it never will be broken unless some miraculous thing happens in their life that somehow speaks to them where they're like whoa i don't think this is actually correct and i've been supporting this for the last 30 years and you can't break that those belief systems and so these people they work for these uh, these organizations with misinformation and you can't break through that 
And that gets in the way of everybody. Private panels of influencers, yeah, lots of those with everything in alternative and conventional medicine. You think alternative medicine is just this, this thing that's fancy free anymore like it was? It was fancy free. It was, it was, it was, you know, it was like that a long time ago, fancy free. And you think it still is? No way. The private panels of influencers behind all alternative medicine now that are, that put out the, the machine, the machine that's grown behind it that nobody knows about is unreal. Health field payoffs and trendy traps, all this stuff exists in alternative. And of course, conventional medicine was the original founder of all that all that garbage and what happens is that you know because of all that information is hard to find you find in for you're looking here you're looking there you just what's what there's a study there's a review what, what what's going on out there and there's contamination involved in it somewhere inside of it and i'm gonna i mean it, it's so so sad and then and, and, and it's not the doctors well, i say this every time now it has nothing to do with the doctors the doctors are in it to win it for the people. They're in it to win it. They want their patients better. They want their patients better, and they want them healing, and they want it now. And they and they explore, and they do things. I've seen some incredible doctors out there. You know, you see your doctor shake their hand, his or her hand, and and as we always say in the medical medium books, her and his hand shake, shake you know her or his hand, and 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 just you know. And just be thankful. Just be thankful. Um, we wouldn't. We wouldn't be where we are today anyway. With with the good that we have without doctors, this is the only show. The information is un, is 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 untampered with. It's not contaminated. It's pure. It's clean. It comes from a source that was given to me at age four. Um, hearing a voice perfectly clear. It's never left me. If you're new to the show, that's what has happened in my life, and I've had to. Uh, push through myself with that my entire life because it doesn't shut off. It never will shut off. Someone said a while back, and I think I told you this probably, they said, I don't think this is a good source you hear every day since you were a child, since it has made you do what you had to do since you were four years old, where it's made you only do this, where you couldn't pursue any dreams. You couldn't do anything. You couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't go to school. You couldn't do whatever you wanted. There's nothing you can do. Because this voice was there, taking over nonstop, telling you what was wrong with every single person's health from A to Z that even came near your vicinity. And that doesn't seem like a good spirit. That doesn't seem like a good source. And I, and, and I told this person, I said, first of all, first of all, I told because this more than one person has said this to me. I had another person. Uh, that that said it too, but more than one. I hear this now a lot. So there's different people said it, you know. And I, and I said, first of all, if it wasn't that way, and I had the ability to shut it off, and I had the ability to just be like, you know what? I don't want to hear this right now. I want to go do something else. Oh, I'll get back to you in six months. Oh, maybe I'll help somebody. Maybe I won't. You know, maybe I'll I'll do a read when it, when it when it suits me. No, you know what? If I did that, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it. Sorry, I wouldn't have done it. No way. No way. And, you know, and people don't realize it had to be like that. It had to be heavy-handed, heavy-handed on me. It had to. There was no other way, and it still does to this day. It has to be heavy-handed. I have no choice. Spirit told me this. This is the way it's got to be. 
Because if it wasn't, you wouldn't have the medical medium book series where people are healing every day. And, and if it wasn't, I wouldn't have helped tens of thousands of people over, over the decades since I was younger. I would not have been able to help them and have changed lives because of it. It's changed other people's lives and it's gotten out there. The information is getting out there and it's helping people. And so is it a good source I hear it from? Darn right it is. And it's important to know that. So that was something, you know, and so it, everything's important to know when it comes down to healing because you need to know a couple of things also that, that, that's, that's critical. One thing is when it comes down to your healing, when it comes down to your body working for you, your body is doing exactly that. It's working for you all the time. It's never working against you. And what happens is when you get something like lichen sclerosis, because we're on lichen sclerosis today, that's what we're on. When you get something like lichen sclerosis going on, okay, you just think your body's letting you down because you have no choice to think that. You think your body's working. Oh, here it goes again. My body's screwing up again. Here it goes. My body's messing up again. It's messing up with me. It's messing with me. And you can't help to think that your body's not working for you. You can't help to think, you know, you can't help, you can't, you, know, you can't help to think that your body's letting you down. That's how it works. You go to the, you go to the doctor. Well, it looks like, oh, it looks like it's lichen sclerosis and, and it, it's an autoimmune condition. Your body's attacking itself, and this is what's happening. That's that's disastrous, right there. The body attacking itself because it's not attacking itself. It's not. If you grab a copy of Thyroid Healing, because Thyroid Healing is bigger than just that. First of all, it covers everything from A to Z with thyroid that nobody knows. But but what it also covers, what it also covers though. It covers a lot of information on how autoimmune works and what happened with autoimmune. And that's important to know, the secret about that, or what happened. Because autoimmune is not, it's not legit. It's not what people think it is. It's not the body attacking itself. That was a theory that came out. That was a theory that came out. A, a, a grave mistake in the industry. A grave mistake. See, these antibodies were discovered in the 1950s. Because people, you know, more people were getting sick, so they're looking for different options besides hormones. And they also, you know, they blamed everything on hormones anyway, which lichen sclerosis is blamed on, by the way, hormones. That's that. <laughs> it's blamed on hormones. And we're going to go into that about that. It's just terrible how they, they, they that's the that's the dot they put together right there. That's a, oh, connect the dots. Oh, it happens, you know, menopause or perimenopause. Oh, sometimes it happens to kids that are in the puberty, going through puberty and they're going through that age. And so, you know. That's when, hey, that's the dots right there. And the body starts destroying itself and it happens during this hormonal time. That's the best they got right there. I mean, that's the best they got. I'm not talking about the doctors. I'm talking about what the doctors are given for information, what they're given. If you had a meeting you had to go to, if you had a meeting, okay, about something important, what's important in your life? What's important in your life? Is really, Everybody has something important in their life. Everybody does. What's important in your life? If you had a meeting to go and it was something important in your life that you had to talk about, but you had no preparation whatsoever, you were given the minimalist amount of information. Like you're given the minute amount of, of information and the information you gave wasn't, gave was given to you wasn't even correct. And it was given to you from some higher source, meaning some hierarchy in, in the field of whatever the field it is that's important to you in your life, whether it's art, 
whether it's something else. What if you had a meeting? What if you're an artist and you had a meeting and it was going to be the history of the history of artists? I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying. And you needed to have information about you know maybe some background of what of what these artists did in their in their own spare time while they were developing their gifts or however in going all the way back from the 1800s 1700s 1600s 1500s but but some some hierarchy in the art world gave you this this crappy paper that had three things on there really that didn't even prepare you but yet this was important to you and you went into that meeting with that well that's what the doctors end up doing it's so sad they really don't have a lot to work with because the hierarchy that created the autoimmune theory that trains doctors to believe it as in law, <laughs> grandfathered in in 1950 because it was funded and somebody found an antibody but had no idea what that antibody does, have no idea what even happens. To, doesn't even know. Doesn't even know. It was a guess. It was completely theoretical because it protected the medical industry to say – the medical industry to say the body's attacking itself. It took the medical industry off the hook for not knowing what creates lichen sclerosis or any other autoimmune condition that's blamed on autoimmune. It took everybody off the hook. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. You think this is important to know? Yeah, it is. Do you think it's not important to know? You're wrong. It's so important to know. It's not even, I mean, this is, uh, this is so critical to know. I can't say it enough. Seriously. Seriously. That's how important it is. So if you went into that meeting, that art meeting, and you had a piece of paper that had, that had nothing but a bad theory in it of how all these artists did their work, and you, and you sat there and you said that theory to people out there, they look at you like, well, I, I don't know what this person's talking about. You go to the doctor and like, yo, your body's attacking itself. The person's like, why would my body do that? And they leave. They're just broken. Everybody leaves the doctor's office broken. It's not the doctor's fault at all. God bless the doctors, man. I got so much respect for doctors and practitioners and healers. You couldn't imagine the respect I have. From conventional to, 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 to whatever, to old horse doctors, whatever, vets, whatever. Conventional doctors that are – even conventional doctors that don't believe in anything. They're meaning like, you know – they're really the old school. They don't even believe you should have vitamins. There's there's the old school medical doctors that don't even believe that you need a vitamin. I I, I like those guys, and then the functional doctors, the regular, the, the natural doctor. I love them all. But the, but the point is, they're not they're not prepared. They're not prepared in chronic illness like lichen sclerosis. They're not prepared. They're doing the best they can. God bless them. They're doing the best. They can't. I love them for it. And some guys are a little smarter about it. Some guys are, hey, look, they're smarter about some other topics. Some geniuses. Some of these doctors are geniuses. Like, you, know, you name it. They could be an immunologist or a hematologist. They could be a brain surgeon. They could be just geniuses. But they're not given the information they need. I'm saying all this so you don't get broken down when you go and you get or you look online and you see, oh, wait, this is autoimmune. What does that mean? You look it up and you're like, crap. Oh, and then my body's attacking itself. Shucks. This isn't good. You know? And so it's exactly. And so this is critical to healing lichen sclerosis because I got to get your brain lined up right. It has to be lined up right, and this isn't no just positive, positive, you know, donkey stuff we're talking about. 
This isn't just positivity and then you get better kind of. No, the pod, this is, this is bigger than that. It's about knowing truth. It's about knowing truth. This isn't, this isn't trying to convince yourself of something positive to just, you know, which is fine. I love that too. But, but that, but that's not what this is. This isn't just, this is, this is about knowing serious truth that actually does rewire the body that actually does do something to heal it, knowing that your body's not attacking itself. How critical is this? It's not critical. I, I know I know some of you are like, come on, let's move into lichen sclerosis. Let's do it, blah, blah, blah. No, but some people need to hear this so bad. So please, just please have a little patience. Some people need to hear this and they need to know this because I've seen it over and over again for decades. I've seen it, okay? And I've seen what people go through. And they don't have this part down because even if they get an answer, even if they have an answer, they still think somewhere in the back of their mind, their body's letting them down. And I'm telling you that doesn't help. That doesn't work with chronic illness because it's a trap. It's a sand trap. Listen, a trap was set grandfathered in, in the 1950s purposely to totally mess with you, your children, your families, your lives, your, 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 your grandparents' lives, whatever, your, 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 you know, children's lives, their children's lives, your grandchildren, the future's lives. This is a sand trap that was set up purposely to mess you guys up. And you know what the other thing is with lichen sclerosis, just like so many other so-called auto, autoimmune conditions? How we know what the other sand trap is? It's hereditary. It's genetic. That's the other disastrous sand trap of a lifetime which means you're still to blame because they don't know what's causing lichen sclerosis or any kind of other chronic illness. So you still got the sand trap from hell. And that sand trap of genetics started earlier than the 1950s. It started in the late 1930s where they were preparing that baby to screw everybody up. And I don't mean they're doing it to mess doctors up. They're doing it to mess people up. And doctors, they, 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 the tools are given. It's genetic. And of course, genes are interesting and of course they're complex and of course they have mystery to them. And of course they have information and information and data to them and genes are important. And that's what lures everybody in to thinking they're God. And we exalt the genes as the chronic illness department. No, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't. This is important because, Hey, you're going to be like, well, you know, it's uh, lichen sclerosis is, is, is hereditary. And this isn't good because if a couple or anybody, a relationship, and I've seen this over and over again, they get together and someone develops lichen sclerosis, whether it's a man or a woman, and all of a sudden they look it up, they go to the doctor, wait, it's the body attacking itself. So I got a partner or a spouse or, you know, or a, a whatever, or a girlfriend or boyfriend that's got something, the body's attacking itself. I can't tell you how many relationships I've seen this destroy when it should only bring the relationship closer because it's misinformation. And it's, 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 it's destructive. And then it says hereditary. It says genes and hereditary. So then the husband, the soon to be husband or whatever is going to be like, wait a minute. Then my kids are going to have this. I got to deal with this. My kids are going to have this. It's demented. This is what it's set up to do. It's set up to destroy and confuse people and throw people. And it's unfair. 
And if you have somebody that you love that has this, we work on healing it. It's not their body attacking itself, and it's not hereditary. Sure, a child can get anything that another person, that a family member can have. The reason for this is there's poisons and things in our bodies that have nothing to do with genes or hereditary nature that we actually do have that can create something. And this is, but that's not genes, and that's not a hereditary disease. This is really important, this line we walk on with this, okay? That means if your grandmother had copper pipes she was drinking out of all that green slime, all that green pipe stuff that gets all in the sink and all in the tub and is drinking that without it ever being filtered in the old days and she fills up with copper and she fills up lead with lead from all the pipes because there's lead around you sealing up different pipes and stuff, you know, not made out of lead pipes, but there's lead involved in piping and she's, you know, getting lots of lead in her and that lead is passed down a generation and then you have lead, then you might, you might be sensitive to a lichen sclerosis. If you're lead, if you got high lead, high lead, that's not visible on blood tests because it sits inside organs deep because it started really early. Yeah, that's not genes. That's not genes. And that's not a hereditary trait. It's critical to know this. And with lichen sclerosis, there's something to do with this that we're going to talk about. That's why I'm going into this now, into this area. Are, are you guys with me? <laughs> are you with me right now? Or did I just, did I just, you know, did I just bore you? Did I bore you on all that? <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. I hope you're still there. Listen, and I know you are. I know you are. Okay, so, so it's critical. It's critical that we just get rid of that whole thought about autoimmune and lichen sclerosis being part of that. Let's go into what lichen sclerosis is. First of all, people who have it, they got to deal with a lot of uncomfortabilities here. It's lots of discomfort. You can have pain. You can have bleeding. You can have blisters. You can have itching. You can have all of this. Um, you know, and, and a lot of times it's diagnosed wrong too. You, you can have, we can have lichen sclerosis, the label that actually they call lichen sclerosis, but you can also have something else similar to lichen sclerosis and still get diagnosed with lichen sclerosis. So it's a little tricky area. The people who have more blisters with their lichen sclerosis, more blisters in places around the anal area and the genitals and different, different areas like that, most people who have that, it's, you know, it, it's, the doctors struggle. They're like, well, you know, okay, we can just, now we'll just say blisters are involved. That's what happened with lichen sclerosis. There's a lot of lichen sclerosis where there's no blisters whatsoever. And then there's people who blister up um, to a degree and there's people that blister up nothing but blister up. And the doctors, they kind of compiled it all together into one thing. I mean, they, they, it's just, it's, I mean, you know, it's, it's what they had. They were just like, okay, well, what do we got here? Oh, okay. And and the industry kind of piled it together for the doctors and said, okay, well, if you see a lot more blisters, put a file it under lichen sclerosis. So it's not even the doctor's fault on that one. And, um, but what you have, when you have the majority of blisters, that means you have the shingles virus working for you. You can still have lichen sclerosis qual like qualities going on, like, like it's lichen sclerosis symptoms going on and still have the shingles virus causing those blisters constantly erupting and stuff like that. And it, it's not going to look like the normal shingles and it's not going to, because it's a different variety and it's not going to look like the herpetic viruses 
of shingles so much. It's going to look like a little different because there's different varieties of shingles. There's shingles that actually bubble and blister, but they bubble and blister in a completely different way than the, the typical herpes bubble of a more herpetic shingles. And, you know, so it, it, this is where it kind of gets confusing. It gets confusing. This is where it gets tricky for people. So they can have literally the shingles, but they can also showcase lichen sclerosis to the white spots around in different areas and so forth. And there's a reason for that. And we're going to go into all this um, because not every, not, every time, not every time the shingles is involved at all. Not every time the shingles is involved at all. That's what there's, there's different levels and there's different ways it's happening. Um, so this is important to know. And so let's get, you know, sometimes it could be really itchy, itchy to such a degree. It's, 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 uh, it keeps, it keeps women and some men from sleeping. They can't sleep with that kind of itchiness that happens. The discomfort is really brutal. The itchiness, um, there's just so many things that, that, that make it challenging, so let's talk about a. Um, all right, let's go into so many places to go with lichen sclerosis as far as what we have to cover and the time we have, and uh, and we're going to cover it all. We're going to cover it all. So, first of all, the cause of lichen sclerosis out there. If you if you go to a clinic or talk to somebody, whatever, or you look up or whatever, it, it's probably cause unknown. Um, I'm sure it is. And um, because they don't have a, they don't have a cause, they don't know what causes it. They don't know what what creates this condition at all. But they but they put the hormone connection to it. But that's that's tricky because there's just as many people with lichen sclerosis without the hormone connection. There's just as many people developing lichen sclerosis without the hormone connection. So why would it be tagged as, you know, hormonal. Why would it be tagged as a hormonal issue? Because that's still wired and grandfathered in. That's one of the fallbacks that happened in the 1950s. Every woman that had a sickness didn't matter what it was chronically. It was pinned as hormonal. It was pinned as hormonal. So, and then eventually body destroying itself because they knew, hey, we can't, you know, hang our hat completely on this hormonal thing. We're going to look whacked. The industry, the industry was like, we're going to look whacked. So we got to, we got to look for something else. We got to pin it on something else. We got to hang our hat on something else. So they hung it on the autoimmune. Two, two things that were created to actually not be helpful. Those two things right there, they hung their hat on. So the hormonal thing still wired in there. Now, what happens is the reason why 50% of the women um, deal with, they, 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 they start developing lichen sclerosis around that time. It's also the time period. It's that late 30s, early 40s, uh, mid 40s, um, late 40s, when certain things are developing, pathogens are. And, and hormone changes in general, hormone changes are hard on the immune system. They're a little bit harder on the immune system. And so they become a trigger sometimes. Just like puberty, it's harder on the immune system. There's more mono, there's more children and young adults coming down with mono during that, that time period, that age group, that young age group. They come down with mononucleosis because, not because they kissed someone. It was in them from the beginning, and that's when it got that's when it got ignited. That's when it got triggered, got triggered early. 
because hormonal shifting can be a trigger, but that's just a trigger. That's not a cause. It's a trigger. You need to know the difference. And the industry doesn't know the difference because they're grandfathered in with it being hormonal, everything being hormonal to the beginning, from the beginning. And that's, that's what happened there. That's what happened. So, so, um, it becomes a trigger, but there's other triggers. So we have, we have that, we have the hormonal trigger right there. And you know, whether it's young or whether it's older, this is what happens. But the other 50% of the people don't get it during those triggers. They get it in between or around what triggered them. It wasn't hormonal that triggered them. So what constitutes that group of people with lichen sclerosis? What constitutes them? You know, that's a whole nother, a whole nother thing. First of all, like, like in planus, like in planus, um, that's, that's, that's a variety of the shingles. That's a variety of shingles. They just can't diagnose it with, with, with chronic shingles. They can't diagnose it that way because it's a variety of shingles that doesn't look like the normal variety of shingles. And that's the whole thing with lichen planus, and they can't diagnose it. They don't – if they do um, if they do a test on the skin, a biopsy on the skin, they don't – especially when, even when it's somebody with shingles, they don't necessarily pick off the virus when someone has shingles, when they do a biopsy with the skin. The, the, the pustules are a dermatoxin. The virus is deeper than that. The virus isn't on the surface. It's deeper than that. So the pustule is, is, is the toxin surfacing to the skin and breaking out. And there's so many different varieties of how that shingles, the shingles varieties do and how they do that. And with lichen planus, lichen planus it, it's different. It's a viral issue. It's a shingles variety sitting inside the liver, releasing a lot of dermatoxin. It's also a shingles virus that, the virus that can go a little bit, a little bit closer up to the derma, the deep part of the derma underneath there, release a lot of poison. The poison comes up, gives people chronic red bumps, chronic red bumps. They're not going to be the textbook shingles because guess what? There's over 30 varieties of shingles. It's not going to be the textbook one where it's herpes zoster stripped across your butt, stripped across your lower back, stripped across your, your gut. And then, you know, the doctor's like, whoa, that's shingles. That's, that's classic textbook shingles. We're going to have to diagnose that as shingles. But when you have something like lichen planus, it's not going to be so diagnosable as shingles. You're going to be like, well, well, this falls under lichen planus. That's what we've kind of been told and taught. And but lichen cirrhosis, there's a couple things going on there. When people blister and they do majority of blistering happening, that's a shingles virus involved. But it's not like it's different, though, because you'll still have a lot of white spots, still have a lot of that going on. And I'm going to talk about why, because there's another virus involved. That's why there's another pathogen involved as well. It's a group of pathogens. So when we're dealing with lichen, lichen sclerosis, it's a group of pathogens. It's a, and, and I'm going to talk about pretty soon, a couple minutes of what happens, how this happens, where, how it gets to this degree, and how the body's not attacking itself. And so you have it in your hands. Now, that hormonal connection that developed, like I said, you know, there, well, then there's all these other people that don't have that hormonal connection. It's not happening during, during uh, menopause. It's not happening during puberty. And there's a lot of people, a lot of people 
in between these time frames. What's the answer for that? The medical institution has. There's really no answer. No answer. But they'll hang their hat on the hormonal thing. They got to. They got to. And then they got to now hang and hang the you know, body destroying itself. Now they got to hang their hat on the gene thing. These are the three things they have to hang their hat on. And they work against you. They work against you 100%. They were designed to work against you. So let's, you know, let's, let's get the facts straight. Let's get the truth straight. Let's get everything straight so we can heal. So, okay, what happens here? Well, lichen sclerosis means there's a lot of lead involved. It's not a mercury that's involved. Mercury's, mercury does a whole bunch of different stuff when it comes down to chronic illness. We talk about it all the time. But this is lead. Now, you go to the doctor, I want to get tested for lead. Lead, to come up in a doctor's test, it has to be recent exposure. It has to be recent ex- exposure, and it has to be recent in your lifetime. It has to be 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 15 years ago. It has to be l- recent exposure, and it has to be exposure, okay, exposure that's fresh in the bloodstream or, or producing enough of lead byproduct in the bloodstream to be picked off as having a lot of lead. Like, for instance, if you, if you get poisoned with lead in water, say, it, they're going to know. They're going to be able to test for that. That's of recent exposure. You're sick. You got lead poisoning. Um, your, your lips turn different colors. You got the, you got the, you know, it, it, you, oh my God, it, it causes neurological shutdowns. It causes all these problems. It short circuits everything. That's lead poisoning. And somebody gets fresh lead poisoning. But there's, there's micro deposits of lead that come from before you were even born. That, that come from family that come from your old, you know, the old great-grandfather that was drinking and getting little, little amounts of lead building up, building up. It comes from this place. And, and it could come even from early exposure with very traces, small traces. Remember, you're allowed to have lead in the water. Isn't that demented? The EPA allows lead in the, what is it, the EPA, whatever, the, the, the standard allows some amount of lead. Like, it's really, it's small. It's small, but it's in the safe zone in regular water, right? Street water, whatever, water coming into your homes, water coming into the cities. There's a little bit of lead allowed, (laughs) right? Well, that little bit of lead. I mean, if you're, I mean, you can get a, you can get a buildup starting from being very young. So it's not fresh contamination like you're, you're getting this, you know, you could be in a restaurant and they're using, they're not using filtered water in restaurants. They're using, you know, chlorinated, fluorinated water right out of tap. They're making, oh, I'll go pick out the soup. Let me go here to this restaurant, this popular restaurant, chain restaurant. Let me get a, let me get a soup in here. Okay. What would you like? You know, would you like this? Oh no, I'll take a soup. I'll take this. I'll take a, you know, a coffee. Yep. No filtration. Just get me a coffee here. And it's just, there's, there's lead in there. No one's filtering. No, I don't even care. They even say they're filtering. There's no way restaurants are filtering. I don't care what anybody says, unless it's this, unless it's this this crazy vegan restaurant. That's really, I mean, they really care. They are really concerned and they really do have a filter. They invested in, you know, a $5,000 filter, making sure all that, you know, or, you know, $1,000, $2,000 filters, set up so all the sink water at least and all the water going into the food the cooking the food making the food and all that is all filtered 
but that's rare. That's rare. And, you know, you start up with a restaurant, you got these startup budgets, you're, you're flat broke, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to stick within the budget window and you got, I mean, whatever it is, restaurant, restaurant stuff's hard. You're just trying to, you're trying to, you know, do it. So, you know, investing in a $3,000 filter, $5,000 filter in your restaurant, just making sure there's not even a single trace of lead in that water. That's meaning a safe trace considered safe by the institution safe, Right. Well, if you got that little uh, little bit of lead that's been in you your whole life, it builds up. And if you have already lead that's been passed along through other sources, you know, that someone told me their 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 grandmother used to just you know chew the heck out of pencils, chew the heck out of pencils. Now, even if you're biting the pencils where the paint is. There's lead in that paint on pencils. There was lead in that paint on pencils all the way up until recently. And you got a family member, yeah, had been chewing those pencils, or maybe you did when you were young. And, you know, I mean, it's so easy to get traces of lead. Why do I care about lead? Because lead has everything to do with lichen sclerosis. It's the heavy metal of choice that's feeding certain pathogens, releasing a dermatoxin that goes up to the skin and causes white spots and causes inflammation in the skin and causes these kinds of different things. It's lead. Yep. 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 And then if you got a little copper to boot, it's going to, it's going to actually make it even more uncomfortable because when you put copper and lead together and a lot of people have copper in there, you, you develop an eczema psoriasis along with some white spotting, which is lichen sclerosis. You could get a blend. Not everybody's lichen sclerosis looks the same, but it gets all tagged and diagnosed as lichen sclerosis. I mean, you wouldn't believe the different patches and varieties people have of lichen sclerosis. It's unbelievable. Who's who's catalog who's cataloging it? No one. No one. The industry doesn't want to know. They don't want to know. Not the doctor. The doctor's always interested. He wants to save your life. He wants to save your life. If you got some you know, problem, he wants to help you. He cares. He wants to get you better. He wants to see you healthy. He wants to heal you. That's what doctors want to do. That's what they want to do. They wake up in the morning and, and the glass is half full. They wake up in the morning and the glass is half full. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to get my patients better. I hell or high water. I'll just keep on working on things. And, and you know, what happens though, with 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 this is you, it's really not cataloged properly. It's not looked at properly because they've already just they've sewed up the case. Oh, it's the body attacking itself. Why should we look into it any deeper? The industry is not going to take you know hundreds of millions of dollars towards lichen sclerosis, so they can really figure this out because they'll never break the old theory because the old theory was paid for. It was paid for and funded. It's the old theory of, of autoimmune was paid for and funded and so polluted it got into all the alternative system. Best alternative experts right now in doctors are like writing books about autoimmune. Meanwhile, the whole theory is still there, stuck in there. And they're not going to change your mind too because they invested their life in writing that book. Can you imagine? You should, let's go back to art again. What if you painted this unbelievable, this unbelievable, you know, right – Something that mattered to you, had the passion, like unbelievable. You painted this amazing painting. It turns out everything in that painting was wrong. 
meaning you were depicting it to be something, but it turns out you had wrong information, so it was all wrong. You're not going to throw that painting out. A painting was an expression of your passion and your love for it. You're not going to throw that out. That's what happens with the, with the autoimmune books out there these days. They're still flawed, but you ne- they're never going to switch gears because it, it, you, you know what I'm talking. They can't. They put that out there. It's like, it's like denouncing everything that you can't. You can't switch gears. That's how powerful the autoimmune theory is that's grandfathered in, that big mistake. It would take somebody, a big person, meaning a person really with the kind of integrity you can't believe to say, crap, I was wrong. Now I got to rewrite this. I got to do so. I was wrong. And that ain't going to happen. I mean, I mean, I maybe, I don't know. The bottom line is lichen sclerosis. So many different varieties. And the reason why is because when you have lead, you have the lead in the liver and it's deep and it can't be tested for because it's called secondary lead, secondary lead. It comes from your forefather. It comes from minute sources that the body has adapted to, to store it properly. The liver is an unbelievable machine. The liver is an unbelievable organ gland in our body. And what it does is it stores and, and protects you from that, from that lead deposit. It becomes neutralized, neutralized. I'm going to talk about this more in the future. The liver's job is to neutralize traces of old metals, such as lead, especially lead. It, it neutralizes it. And that's probably why the institution says you could probably have safe levels in this and safe levels in that. Maybe they don't know that the liver neutralizes. Of course they don't know that. They don't know that. That's my information. But they, but they, they think it's okay because it won't show up in the blood. Neutralized deposits of metal, but lead. And then if you got copper to boot and everybody has a pathogen in their liver, most everybody, most everybody has some sort of pathogen and it's usually their pedic family. It's the old Epstein bars. It's the old shingles and so forth. And when they feed off of lead deposits and they feed off of copper and lead put together, the dermatoxin goes right down and heads to the bladder area. It can just show up right there and it tries to get out of the colon too, but it can end up by the anal area there, by that, by the rectum. It can end up around the genitals. It can end up in strange places in general. It can end up anywhere, arms, legs. It could end up anywhere because the blood and the way the heart works and the adrenals and, and the poisons can surface. They can, they can, they can deposit, they can pull, they can pull. And whatever happens, those go up to the skin. That's a dermatoxin, not a topical dermatoxin, an internal dermatoxin. Only spirit has taught me. And I've only put that information out that doesn't exist anywhere else. It's an internal dermatoxin. That information doesn't exist. It's only here. I have to be straight about this information because people just, oh, let me hop on uh, the internet. Oh, I'm sure he's just taking it from wherever. No, never, ever taking it from wherever. So, and, and the deal is, is that, that, that dermatoxin coming from viruses feeding off of lead deposits, old lead deposits that are neutralized and not showing up lead in the bloodstream of somebody for a blood test, like recent exposure, like those people that those people in, in, in Flint or whatever, they were all drinking bad water. No, it's not like that. You can't just take a blood test and find this and this sur- and this surfaces to the skin causes the white patches, causes the white spots, causes 
the scar tissue. Scar tissue is not happening from from the body attacking itself. The scar tissue happens from the constant contamination of a dermatoxin, which damages cells and damages skin, and that's what creates scarring. I'm just putting the, putting the truth straight right here. Putting the truth straight right here. Will science and research figure this one out? I don't know. It's not happened in my lifetime. I'll be dead by then. Dead and gone before they figure that one out. Before they realize also the different variations of lichen sclerosis to the point the subtle differences are so important. The more blisters means that the pathogen is more shingles and the type of shingles virus. But they'll never figure that out. And, you know, I, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm underestimating the, 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 you know, the industries. Doctors are brilliant. They're geniuses. So, you know, if you gave them the funding and you gave the, the, the you know, the, the pathogen doctors the funding and stuff like that, you wouldn't believe what they can discover for us. But it's never going to go there. They're not allowed to have that kind of funding. They're not allowed to have that kind of support. They never did. They never did. Unless it's working for some sinister way. But they never had that suits the industry, I mean. And, you know, and, that, and so they just don't have that. And what we have scrambled out of, like the discoveries we have, like HHV-6 was, was tagged and lined up back in 1986, was a miracle. And then it just gets buried. And the, and the Epstein bar, you know, that was discovered in 1964, even though it was there long before that, but it was finally tagged and seen. These are miracles. But, there's, but, but that's it. Oh, that's all you're allowed. That's all you're allowed. Let's keep, let's, keep, you know, let's keep on giving everybody fake information out there, wrong information. That's all you're allowed right there. That's all. Unbelievable. So here's the deal. We got to clean up the liver. We have to with lichen sclerosis. That's how I got people better with lichen sclerosis in the past. So then scar tissue goes away. Some scar tissue will stay there. If the damage has been done, some scar tissue under the derma, deep in the derma and the surface will stay there. But a lot of it can go away. A lot of it can go away. It can't. And the blisters could back down. You name it. Because when you clean up the liver and you take out the lead that's deep in deposit, the neutralized lead, and you take out the neutralized copper, you start getting past this. You start getting past this. Because a lot of people's lichen sclerosis has a little bit of eczema attached to it, a little bit of psoriasis attached to it, shingles blisters attached to it. It's, it's amazing the different varieties of lichen sclerosis. But the one thing that is kind of common with them all is there is, there is the lead causing the scar tissue within the skin. It can give you white spots. And sometimes, sometimes you might not even get that much of the white spots and so forth and all that. And you'll get more just all the blisters because that's a variety of lichen sclerosis. It's really a shingles virus eating the lead and copper combined. And yes, that could be inherited, completely inherited, going all the way back, totally. But it's not a disease inherited. It's a toxin inherited. It's not an autoimmune disease with their bodies attacking itself inherited and not a genetic thing either, meaning it's fixable and it's stoppable. That means if your child's developing it, you can stop it. You can clean the lead out of the child's liver. You can clean things up. You can heal. This cancels out the genetic factor or anything else around that. This cancels it completely out. And that's how it goes. That's how it goes. So the bottom line is, the bo- and look, and, and, and 
And and a lot of times, say say the man, the man has a, a has a, a lineage that didn't get this kind of exposure. Okay, and the woman did have a lineage that had some exposure. A lot of times, it's not enough to create lichen sclerosis. If the man had more exposure to, uh, say, say the old lead from the old days or something that's passed on generation to generation, it, it could be enough to push the scale. It's so complicated, meaning it's, it's, it's how the variations of what each person and couple join together create, which also cancels, cancels out the whole hereditary thing, meaning the genetic aspect of the hereditary thing, the genetic aspect. So it's like, you know, it depends on, you know, one person could have a little less exposure, some person a little bit more, but it's, but it's not enough to cause a problem. One person could have a lot, one person could have enough, mean none, and it, it's not enough to cause a problem. One person could have a lot, the other person could have a lot, and then you have the potential of it possibly happening. And that's, that's how it works. So what do we do with this? We do the heavy metal detox. You, you, you got to live by it. You got to live by it. Don't do Corella. Corella is not... Till this day, I can't believe people still think Corella is the actual, the best thing for heavy metals. Corella is clumsy. It's clumsy. It's like if you ever had somebody working for you or working with you on a project or something and they're clumsy and they're tripping over everything and they're dropping stuff, they're breaking, they're breaking things all the time. That's what Corella is. Corella just drops the heavy metal everywhere. It just doesn't even hold on to it. It's practically useless. The only thing I like about Corella, it's got a lot of minerals and vitamins in it that could be helpful for health in a different way. But I still don't even like it that way. Spirulina is superior no matter what. Hawaiian spirulina is superior. Barley grass juice powder, like the one I like, the Vimergy one, that's way superior. Way superior than any kind of Corella for pulling out heavy metal. But you do the heavy metal detox I talk about. The smoothie every day, lots of wild blueberries. And you pull out the metal so the pathogens can't feed on them and produce a dermatoxin surfacing to the skin. It's how I got people better over the decades with lichen sclerosis and variations of lichen sclerosis and, and lichen planus. And, and so very important to know, very important to know. And so you, do, and you can do antivirals too, anti, antipathogen, antivirals too. You can definitely do that. I like switching off with golden seal once in a while. I like the mullein leaf once again. The mullein leaf, I like that too. Um, that one's good. Podiarco, I like Podiarco. So Podiarco is a good one. What is it? P A U D, right? A R C O. Um, Podiarco, I think that's the spelling of it, right? I like that one. I even like, believe it or not, ashwagandha, little touch of ashwagandha, because it helps support the adrenals, it does help support the liver. So ashwagandha, I do like that one. What's that? Uh, A-S-H-W-A-G-A-N-D-H-A, um, I think. Ashwagandha, just in case you know, no one's familiar with it. I like that one too. I like a little bit of MSM. I like a little bit of gl- glutathione. I like that one too. I like L-Lysine. L-Lysine is, is in- incredible. L-Lysine, that's a great one. I like turmeric. I like curcumin. Some people say curcumin. I say curcumin. Other people say curcumin. I mean, what's the right way of saying it? Probably not the way I'm saying it. I don't know. I'm just, but but I like it. So curcumin, that's a good one, right? Um, Turmeric, that's a great one. Um, These are very helpful for this. Very helpful. In the fruits and vegetables department, anything that has color, anything that has color. 
papayas, the red flesh, amazing for lichen sclerosis. Mangoes, that has their orange flesh, amazing for lichen sclerosis. Wild blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, cranberries, apples with the skin. You know, the apple skin. Apples are incredible anyway for, for, for anything. And things with these colors, these antioxidants, the higher the antioxidants, the faster the liver gets cleaned up, the faster the skin gets repaired and healed, less, less occurrence is happening with lichen sclerosis. Less, less occurrence, less, less things that, that happen and develop. So I do like those kinds of foods, the antioxidants food, the antioxidant foods. But why am I focused on fruit? Lots of, because the antioxidants are the highest in these fruits. You know, believe it or not, an orange, one that doesn't burn your mouth because it's, you know, so acidic. Florida citrus, when Florida citrus comes, you know, comes to the table, whatever time of year that is, Florida citrus is actually really, really good because it's sweet, it's not really acidic, and it's really helpful. Anything in the fruit department is helpful because the antioxidants is critical, and the glucose repairs and heals the skin, too, from these, from these natural fruits. Leafy greens, spinach is a great one, actually. Spinach is great for lichen sclerosis. Consider that to be in the, in, the, in, in, the, in the pack. Keep eggs and dairy away. Those are the ones that feed also the pathogens, keeping it around, causing more lichen sclerosis. So eggs, dairy products, milk, cheese, butter, yogurt, kefir. Whew. Keep it away. Wheat gluten, of course, not because of the autoimmune factor. No, it's because wheat gluten or gluten in general feeds a virus that's eating the lead and the wheat gluten and the copper, creating a dermatoxin, surfacing up to sensitive areas, surfacing up to sensitive areas, causing lichen sclerosis. So, you know, think about that. If you're sensitive with supplements, you know, take it easy. Just do a little at a time. Do the B12, the right kind, methylcobalamin and adenosylcobalamin combined, the ones that we have on the directory. Make sure you do that one. Um, B12 is really good. B complexes seem to be irritating for a lot of people with lichen sclerosis. It's just, you know, some people can deal with it. Some people can't. They feel like they get irritated. Sometimes they get a lot of what feels like bacterial infections or yeast infections because of lichen sclerosis. They get a lot of ir- irritation around the area there. Um, so, you know, and B complexes tend to kind of, if you're not drinking enough or staying hydrated, they tend to kind of irritate. So that's a piece of information that might be helpful. Um, hydration, very important. I like aloe vera water for lichen sclerosis. Aloe vera water. Don't overdo it. You know, aloe vera is intense. Just do a half a leaf a day or a quarter of a leaf a day. Throw it in a blender. Blend it up with water. Don't do the green part of the leaf. Look into my blog. Look into the Life Changing Foods book and find ways to do it. I have it listed in Life Changing Foods. Also, you'll see in Life Changing Foods, lichen sclerosis should be in there. Um, If it isn't, then I totally messed up. I totally screwed up if it's not in there. It should be listed in there. Meaning like if you go through all the different fruits and vegetables, it should be in there. Um, So anyway, bless your heart. Thank you for hanging in here through this. We can get it better. We can hang in there. Remember, line up the mind with the immune system, the soul with the immune system. If you think your body is destroying itself, then then lichen sclerosis has a difficult time to heal. If you know what it is, what you're cleaning up and your goal is, lichen sclerosis can get better. Do the 28-day cleanse someday if you feel like you're strong enough to do the 28-day cleanse in book one. Pick up thyroid healing. Information in there is critical for all autoimmune, bottom line. Listen, I love you guys, and take care, and and look, we're on it for the next show. I can't wait to see you. Take care. Bless your heart. Okay.
by now.